This week, what are you going to do with that rusty old tin can? Take out the robot war, scumbag. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Thank you, Patrick Bromley. I was still going in table order, and I was about to get real scared. I'm John Rooney Taylor, sitting in a different seat than I normally am. Yeah, we're switching it up. I'm on the right. I'm on the left. Yeah. We're killing it. <laughs> uh, we're doing a lot better than the movie we watched. Hey, so yeah, that's true. We're like, we could battle cell phones and have like more of a robot war than what we watched. Speaking of which, the movie we watched this week was 1993's Full Moon production of Robot Wars. Thanks, Bill Clinton. Yeah, you <laughs> idiot. Mm. Uh, and we are joined this week by a special guest, uh, my wife. Like, 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 oh God, uh, no, I know this one. I know this one. Uh, 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 Cedric the Entertainer. No, no. Well, nah. oh, oh no. Uh, Cedric the Jerry Seinfeld. Nope. Nope. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld the Entertainer. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we are joined today by a previous guest, uh, my wife, D. Amaral. She is in the house. Uh, she was here for the Rambo 3 episode where she got crazy wine drunk and just wanted to eat a whole chocolate cake. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> Did was. you guys ever get a chocolate cake? Nope. No. Ugh. It haunts me to this day. Um, <laughs> Also, fun fact, I did not watch the movie. I just came home from the day job and they said, hey, record. So, yeah. hi, guys. Well, we don't have a lot to go on That's in true. this particular <laughs> robot war. Uh, she's going to be acting kind of like the, uh, like the, 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 uh, what is it, like in the driver's seat of an improv sketch where she will ask us to kind of dig deeper into a scene or just move on <laughs> sure because we literally don't know what to talk about for this episode <laughs> so uh let's begin uh robot wars begins like all movies do oh yeah with 10 minutes of credits while you pan over a robot fuck yeah <laughs> but it's not like a cool robot it's uh very rusted out and it's uh you don't get a good sense of the robot's geometry no, no you're really just panning over robot parts Gross. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Super gross, man. Yeah. Robot Parts is my favorite hypothetical David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the part where a guy gets into a machine with a robot and then they both be joined on a cellular level. Uh, quick yeah. question. How is that any different from Videodrome? Uh, in this one, uh, a hand doesn't come out of a TV and give you a gun. Well, then it is obviously an inferior movie idea. I True mean, facts. I agree. I think I'm going to judge all movies from now on on a scale of one to a hand comes out of a TV and gives you a robot gun. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, baby, you know about Videodrome, right? Yeah, because uh, of, uh... I've never watched it, but I know, I think it's pretty much a direct argument. Because City TV is a local... Was local, I guess. Now it might be national. Uh, Toronto station, and uh, he was not on board for uh, it, and thought it would be trash. So Videodrome is basically uh, his protest against it. And I grew up loving watching City TV. Is it because City TV was the channel what showed boobs? Uh, it is where I saw all Rambo movies late at night. So. 
fuck yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. this station already. Right? I heard there's boobs and Rambo. Real quick question, though. Does this TV station give me the new Flash? Whoa. What is the uh, new flash? That's the plot of video drone. <laughs> it's the gun that comes out of the TV. No, I've not watched that one. I watched The Fly and that's where I left it. You didn't see Son of Fly with Eric Stoltz? I have watched that and it is terrifying for the wrong reasons. <laughs> so, man, I, I do want to blissfully live in the universe that I accidentally created when I heard that Crash had won Best Picture. I thought it was the David Cronenberg crash for a second, and I was oh. like, fuck, yes! <laughs> yeah, the, the movie where people only get off by crashing their automobiles then having sex among the wreckage? Correct. Yeah. Lots of amputees in that mm-hmm. one. Ooh. Sexy? Well. I remember yeah. very specifically my mom going to see that movie once, and then like a week later going to see it again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got a very key insight into your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amputee, th- like they get amputated during the crash, or they just happen to be. They, I think they've. I, one of the characters I think has been amputated yeah. because of a crash, and at one point, I'm pretty sure they have sex with like the nub. Ugh. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, yeah, that does happen. Yeah. Although it's oh, Cronenberg, right. so I could have uh, confused this with a nightmare I had once. Okay. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> my ugh was like, I thought it was a gratuitous like. Oh, what is the Quentin Tarantino Oh, uh, Death Proof. Yes. Where the leg goes flying through the air. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. No, this is more emotionally abusive. Yeah. That I'm cool with. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Fair enough. That's my emotional language. (laughs) That's my love language. You should totally watch Videodrome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, if you want to watch a Cronenberg about emotional abuse, watch Spider. Sure, yeah. Oh, we did that on a date. We did! (laughs) (laughs) And now we're married. uh, Did you try to go see uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, but it was sold out? So you just went for your second choice? No, John, we do what we always do when we went to the movie theater. You bought tickets for whatever movie was just about to start, and then you just kept going to movies inside the theater (laughs) until someone caught on. They never caught on. Why would they? It's none of their business. That's how I got to see, that's how I went and saw The Pianist, and then afterwards was so sad my buddy Cody and I snuck into old school afterwards <laughs> to wash the sad stink off of us nice yeah, yeah. it was pretty nice. great so anyways uh, after our 10 minutes of robot uh, fetishizing credits we get to see a robot in action yeah and this is where I lose track of the plot yeah. oh John here's the problem okay you are assuming that this film uh-huh. has a plot Ooh. Correct. Yeah. Where the truth is, this film, barely a film. Barely. Sure. And right. Barely anything happens. Sure. I mean, it's the credits say it's based on an original idea by Charles Band, <laughs> and that there was a screenplay written. I would argue that this movie was merely dreamed into existence by a madman. <laughs> <laughs> and if we were to wake him, we would cease to exist. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty probably, much true. Probably. Uh, so this giant robot we uh, see, it's called uh, Mers One. Market Maris. Maris. Maris, Maris two. two. Maris yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, is this a Fraser tie-in? It is. That's it where is. the robot doesn't show up. <laughs> okay. You yeah. never see the robot. You just hear David Hyde Pierce complain about it. That would have been. Then he a... cheats on the I robot. I was gonna say. I hope he finds the courage to have <laughs> sex with that illegal alien. <laughs> <laughs> true or false? <laughs> Fraser would be a better show. If Daphne the illegal alien was an actual space alien. 
Uh, true. 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 Mm. You know, the one you know, thing that ahead. I I wish that they would have kept going is like early on in that series, they had a whole thing where Daphne was clairvoyant and right. they just dropped it. I was just yeah. about to bring that up. In the beginning, she's like super fucking weird. Yeah. Like she is like just this side of Balky levels of weird. <laughs> yeah. And English. And they do just drop that. Later, she's just normal. Which is disappointing, because they should go the Dark Phoenix route and just have her powers grow exponentially know, until right? she loses control. Oh, spin off Daphne, fighting crime, trying to wrestle with the temptations. Yeah, and then Going she... Going town to town like the Incredible Hulk. She, she ends up in the Tokyo Olympic Stadium and just grows to a giant blob and then has a nuclear explosion. Akira. We're doing yeah. Akira, you yeah. guys. Oh, Daphne, okay. though. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I guess Akira is one of those movies that you have to have seen. It helps. I mean, there's a clothing store named that here. That's true. Uh, Very little different. The the rights to Akira, the uh, the film sequel that was going to happen, uh, it got caught up in one of those like. Hollywood hell limbos. Uh, so eventually it just opened up as a clothing store. Yeah. So if you go in there and you ask for the sequel to Akira, they will say, but gaze around you and you shall absorb it. So what kind of robot is this? It's a, <laughs> is a, is a scorpion it's robot? A scorpion. It's a scor- so it's not like a side, it's not like Terminator 2 or anything? No, it's a giant mech, like scorpion robot with a tail like eight, eight like six legs and then two big mm-hmm. pinchy two arms big pinchy arms and it moves exactly as slow as you would think which is good because it's a passenger robot it is a passenger robot it's like mech. it's like a shitty southwest airlines kind of thing it's a it's but it's a vehicle it's a mega bus yeah. but it's a scorpion with legs correct yeah and just like a mega bus it breaks down all the time all the time <laughs> Do the pinchers do anything? They do. They do. They, they, they lightly shove a robot at one point. <laughs> but that's like way later. Yes. Most of them, they like remain really professionally folded right in front of the robot. Yeah, it does have kind of like a, almost like a genie sort of countenance yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It always just looks like it's ready to grant you your third wish. Or uh, guess the third funny celebrity name. Like uh, uh, Crisco. We're doing Crisco from Johnny Carson, you guys. But there's no... <sighs> Was it Crisco? Res- what the hell is Crispin? Yeah. Crispin. There you we go. It. So there's no actual pinching in this movie? No. Well, there is, but no, not of robots. It's not of robots. It's of ladies. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Okay. So, yeah, we're not there yet. We're so not here, there okay. yet. So this robot is walking through the desert, and it is on its way back to uh, North Hemi, uh, base. That's true. Which uh, is, on a horse with no name, but it felt good to get out of the rain. Right. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Because this movie didn't give you one. <laughs> <laughs> because there ain't no one for to give you no blame. <laughs> oh, John. God damn it. You're right. I, I will say that. Get out of here. You, you and your sister Golden Hair <laughs> oh, go take no. the Ventura Highway and oh, get out of here. Wow. And you go talk to the Tin Man. <laughs> These are all America's songs. I was about to say, it. Mark Rosenthal is one of the four humans who can name more than two America songs. Oh, yeah, man. And I never did, did nothing for the Tin Man that he didn't, didn't already have. That's a great song. It is a really good song, it actually. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Though America kind of sounds... A lot of the songs are kind of the same. Oh, they're all they're all uh, uh, like uh, 
like Neil Young songs that were left out in the rain. Right. <laughs> say, a, a quick question: What exactly is the difference between America and Van Morrison? Van Morrison's Irish, and his songs are. This is actually a dumb question. Why yeah, would this you is ask a this? Terrible question. Van Morrison. All of his songs are more jazzy. Oh, I'm sorry, Grant Morrison. No, <laughs> I'm super excited now. Tell me about the Super Gods. <laughs> Uh, well, the super gods are, uh, let's see here, Wild Night, uh, <laughs> uh, Jackie Wilson said. Okay, uh, all right. Um, you know, Wild Wild Live, you know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going by the, like, pre-Infinite Crisis reboot names of all these old Silver Age characters. Yeah, when all the Silver Age characters were named after Van Morrison songs. Of <laughs> right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, like, you know, the, the character that... You know, we know as Superman uh, uh-huh. was originally uh, named uh, Into the Mystic. Correct. Yes. <laughs> well, because Superman and Green Lantern ain't got nothing on me. That's right, Donovan. D, help us out. So were they really in the desert? Yep. Yeah, they were in the desert. We're, they're, we're in Southern California, we determined. Uh, okay. Uh, you might know it as that outdoor set what Star Trek has sometimes. Ooh, they sure did. They sure did have that what same that a, outdoor set. The Gorn? Is that the big dumb monster that Kirk fights? Yeah, yeah. that's the Gorn. And uh, also, I feel like a couple of episodes of Bonanza may have taken place in this locale. Sure, yeah. True, true. Yeah, Here's yeah. the thing. If you listen real careful, you can hear him filming Bonanza to this very day. Oh, that'd be so baller with like old school Lorne Michaels and Hoss. Lorne uh, Michaels? <laughs> no, not Lorne Michaels. What's that guy's name? Lorne Green. But Lorne I want to see him with Lorne Michaels now. I know, right? Like, that'd well, be kind of okay, weird, Well, uh, okay. Welcome to the uh, Bonanza Ranch. Uh, you know, I know that you're I was you're hanging doing... out the other day with uh, Mick Jagger and... Dr. <laughs> Evil. Which is an impersonation of Lorne Michaels. <laughs> Actually, so the transitive property works really well. Actually, I'm doing an impression of Mark McKinney in Brain Candy. <laughs> Technically, same character. Right. I always forget that Mark McKinney was in like a season of SNL. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Didn't Post pro- Kids in the Hall. Yeah. yeah, but didn't Lorne Michaels produce Kids in the Hall as He well? did. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, that same year, uh, I'm pretty sure Bruce McCulloch was a writer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Weird. Yeah, it explains why that season was real weird. I think that's like the Chris Elliott, Janine Garofalo season, too. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely is. Because I think Billy Crystal had just left the No, show? this would have been way after oh, that. This would have been post-Phil yeah. Hartman. Oh, this yeah. Mid-90s. This would have been like the big purge. Like It was like after, like I think, mostly like Sandler and Farley and those guys left. Yeah. It was like that that bridge into Will Ferrell and right. Cherry O'Terry and Molly Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Hmm. So, so why anyways, are we in the desert? We're in the That's desert. That's a damn good question. Because the scorpion robot is walking, taking a bunch of passenger. Again, it's a passenger-carrying megabus scorpion robot, and it's bringing passengers back to the North Hemi base. At some point in the past, there was a big giant war of that happened, and now the world takes place in a nuclear wasteland. Except that Pseudo, there's... It was a toxic yeah. gas scare. Yeah. Well, the there, apocalypse is not fleshed out in this film in any real all way. All we know is that the company that this giant robot works for got super rich by finding a way to safely store nuclear waste. Correct. Yeah, we do know that. So it's like a Snake Plissken, not a Mad Max apocalypse. No, it's not even really an apocalypse. It's more like a... Uh, it's more like there was a catastrophe, but more or less life went on, but there was a bunch of people that died. So, like, you can still go outside, but it's like it's like Southern California now. You could go outside, but all the air conditioning is on the inside, so nobody really does. Yeah. Yeah, and on this, uh, uh, driving this giant scorpion is our hero? 
Very question mark. I am holding out for a hero. Now the hero <laughs> you're holding out for another He's hero. He's not the going to night? arrive by the end of the night. Nah, the hero in this film is Stumpy. <laughs> that's Stumpy true. the Stump Man. <laughs> yeah, Stumpy the Stump Man. That's his, his given name. And his pilot, Drake. That's I like right. this better. Yeah. Stumpy yeah. is the hero, this is a better movie. Uh and they also in the passenger section is uh Alita? It was her name? Or Lita? Lena? A uh, battle angel? Lena. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, blonde lady. Yeah, Barbara Crampton. Yeah, <laughs> right. Of Castle Freak fame. Correct. And Reanimator fame. Um, How many people are on the Scorpions? Like eight. Okay. Yeah. In the so past, you, you, yeah, you've got you've got the pilot and Stumpy. And it's like a, the Stump Man. The Stump Man. So Stumpy like the Stump Man. A minivan with appendages. Well, they are in I'm the cockpit. To get a yeah. So yeah. So the two, the pilot and the Stump Man, are in the cockpit, which is like the head of the Scorpion. Then on the Scorpion's back is like one of those U-Haul modules, and that's where the passengers go. It looks a lot like the um, like the cases that you use for storage on the top of a minivan. Yeah, but made of metal. Yeah, and, and, and all the, the pa- there's there's like maybe about like sixteen passengers that Total, can fit in yeah. there, and they're all reading the in-flight magazine, which appears to be Scorpion <laughs> Robot the magazine. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He is on the cover and presumably gives an interview. Yeah, uh, but then they are attacked. By a tank uh, that is run by the Centros. Centros. So at some point in this war, uh, the southwestern United States and then the Mexico have broken off, uh, and now they are the cent. Now like they're not part of North America anymore, the United States. So they're the Centros, and they are coming to like try and take back the land that's theirs. I thought this. I thought that they were going more global than this. I thought that we were in the U.S. and the Centros were like Middle Eastern stand-ins. Oh no! Because we do pull in the like Eastern Alliance, which is just general '90s Eastern country racism. Yeah. 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 All right. This Pan Asian. This makes more Pan-Asian sense. Pan Asian, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so they are attacked by this this two barreled tank that works by so that you don't ride in the tank. You stand next to the tank. Correct. And you hold. Uh, You've got like an iPad basically with yeah. uh, motion gyros yeah. Yeah. turned on. And you control the tank from outside the tank. You do not ride in the tank. The tank doesn't move. Correct. It only appears. Yeah. It's like the fiddler's green of armaments. <laughs> <laughs> when you are in need of tank, it appears. It's there. And you just stand there exposed next to an armored tank that could save you. Correct. And well, it takes it takes two kind of the thing. It takes two people to operate this tank. We, one to move the controls and the other one to watch. As we will learn when they start shooting, though, the tanks have no hope against the Maris 2, and so standing outside of it is very convenient for you to get the fuck away from it before your tank blows up. Yeah, and so meanwhile, Pilot Drake, who looks like uh, if Don Johnson got a bunch of shoulder implants and then maybe was in the microwave for a few minutes. I like to think of him more as if you take Brian Bosworth and stretch him out a little bit. <laughs> Just kind of just just pull sure. him at the head and toes. I like to think of him as a worse Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, well, he is like Brian Michael Dorn or something. <laughs> Don Michael Brian. I don't know. He's got a dumb name. Yeah, What's it, great is like his shoulders are so big that it's like uh, when David Byrne wears the big suit and his head looks real small. Yeah. 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 Except he just has a small head. Correct. Yeah. Uh, or no, his head is normal size. It's just because it's so far away from you because of the shoulders. <laughs> right. That just optically it it's tricks a forced, you. It's a forced perspective. Exactly. Thing. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so Is this all track for you so far? So far, they're in the desert after some weird thing happened that's kind of like a toxic wasteland, but not because you can still go outside. The giant robotic scorpion that can house up to eight people has just come across a tank that doesn't have anybody in it, even though they perfected that technology before World War II, and has destroyed the tank. Yep, that's yeah. the first two minutes of the movie. No, that's like fifteen. Because yeah. what you're forgetting is, at no point do the tank and the scorpion appear in the same shot. You're right. It's all the, the scorpion is stop motion. Yeah. Uh, or it's a model that's being shaken from off camera. One <laughs> Correct. Of those two. One and of when those you're two. in the cockpit, you're just on a gurney that just shakes you around real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the a blue, there's a blue screen that they forgot to put CGI into. Yeah. So it just stays blue. Back yeah. at the North Hemi base, fake Ronnie Cox, the boss, uh, who looks like he kind of—it's like either Ronnie Cox or Peter Graves were too busy, or they combined Ronnie Cox into Peter Graves, <laughs> fly style to make like a turducken of an actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just like I got the Eastern Alliance here, the general, whatever, and his buddy. Shoot, shoot these guys and let's give them a show. And then the pilots are like, "This is bullshit. I don't want to do this, but fine." So they blow up this tank. Uh, then they they dock and everything's fine. Uh, the lady, the scientist lady, the lady all broke upset. some science tubes. Yeah, she broke yeah. Fight. specimens because they got jostled. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and then we really do have like a classic ten minute scene that is completely not at all different from getting off a cruise ship. But we get to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the opening scene of every episode of The Love Boat. Where, it, but instead of like cool celebrities coming off and be like, "Oh look, it's Charo," yeah, it's just like, "Oh, it's people." That guy. But uh, you do get a tour guide that gives you your, I'm gonna say, debriefing upon it's, docking. They have yeah. the fanciest goddamn '90s geometric shape decorated windbreaker onesies you will ever see. That's true. That I want to see. Oh, the, the boss, fire that back up. The boss is great because he's got a suit that's got the like Seinfeld triangles on the front, black on the back, but then it also wraps him like a like a like Spanx, like on the outside. Yeah, to keep his tum tum in. How often have you worn Spanx? Often enough to know that they go on the inside of your clothes. All right. They do. Also, I like how he has a decoration on his shirt, unlike like a where the Henley buttons on a Henley. Would yeah, go. it's like the tie is a part of the shirt. Yeah, I but had it's a just school colors. bag that looked like that. I bet you did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had one of those windbreakers. Yeah, yeah. all the windbreakers are provided by Jan Sport. Right. <laughs> Uh, so they get off. There's a quick little bit of uh, back and forth between Drake the pilot and Lita the uh, Lita the scientist. There's a quick demonstration of the important foundations of the game. Yeah, he straight up negs her. Serious negs her. Yeah. Uh, then she decks him in the fucking face after yeah. he offer or tells her that she needs to be spanked. I, right. Let's dig into this a little more because the the confrontation starts with her saying like boy the pilot was a real asshole and he's like oh you want to go on a date yeah <laughs> she's like yep. no you're, you're a piece of shit well you got nice lips yeah it's like they mixed up the script pages or that's just the writer's game yeah, yeah. Sure. a lot of people's yeah. game unfortunately yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Charles Band was walking around the, the whiskey a go-go back in the day <laughs> and just walking around like hey you got nice lips 
Oh, you're a real scumbag. How about I spank you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the 90s. What are we going to do? It's hey, like man. that Tinder thing that you, that, ha- that kind of got real big real quick where people, like a guy would text, do you like bread? And then people would go, yeah, I like bread. And they would go, do you like getting choked? Like that was Whoa. a thing. That was a thing. You can see it on Reddit. Weird. <laughs> Why do you know this? Because we got married before Facebook. Because I follow the R Tinder subreddit because it's nothing but people. Because it's crazy. It's people sending crazy, terrible oh. uh, messages to each other or hilarious Tinder profiles. Pretty sure most yeah. of those are fake, but they're all really funny. Yeah, oh, I, exactly. do, I do deeply love. Uh, do you want to see my duck? Yes. I meant to say dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the one where it's the lady. She she's she uh, she only has one arm, and her thing says like personality ten out of ten, looks ten out of ten, limbs f- four out of five, or whatever <laughs> three out of four. <laughs> she's a scorpion. <laughs> All right. It's a good bit. Anyways, yeah. anyways, Solid. she slugs Solid. she slugs Drake in the face. He begins to immediately bleed profusely from his mouth, and then just starts slurping it up and drinking. Oh, yeah. it. Here's the thing: Aww. this movie has a very profoundly cynical view of humanity. Not in the terms of like we're our own worst enemy, but in terms of like we're nothing but a whole bunch of blood inside some skin. Yeah, because yeah. the slightest injury just produces the most Tons insane of amount of blood. That's yeah. where all the budget went. Yeah, right? Oh, it didn't. No. It went into the windbreakers. Yeah. It went into the windbreakers and the inevitable uh, sexual harassment lawsuits. Oh, God. There had to be nine. Right. Yeah. All $70 did not get many lawyers. No. <laughs> uh, no. So... There's a whole big thing where, like, this Eastern Alliance has shown up and they're going to, like, sign some sort of treaty or... Uh, they're going to buy a robot. Yeah, they're, they're going to buy some mini robots in the from the North Hemi. Oh, yeah, because this Scorpion robot is, like, the last robot left alive. It's like it's the last alive? mega robot. Megabot. Okay. All the other megabots were destroyed. I, mean, I assume in the movie Robot Jocks. Or were they? Cut we'll have to, to keep watching. Cut to uh, unnecessary kendo fight. Yeah. It was very necessary. It gave us a lot of character development, and it gave us a line to call back to for the climax. I guess. I guess. It basically is just like the general and his goon sidekick like are kendo fighting, and then the general calls out Drake... And he's like, oh, I don't want to like do it. I got a C plus and kendo sticks. And he's like, get up here. And then he beats the shit out of the general. And the general's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I'll get you, Colonel Drake. Yeah, yeah. For the he's... record, every time you say Drake, I'm picturing wheelchair Jimmy Drake. <laughs> you're, you're picturing wheelchair Jimmy Drake the rapper from D- 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 Degrassi. Yes. Yeah, okay, fair nice. enough. Nice, all right. I mean, better that than Drake Mallard of Darkwing Duck fame. Agreed to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I agree to disagree. I'm just gonna disagree. Mm. Yeah. No. The Drake Mallard. Right? That's good Draken. Hey, <laughs> you're doing some good Draken there, DW. <laughs> it's me, Launchpad. Yeah, close enough. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not that far yeah. off. Uh, so, uh, a bunch of tourists come. One of them is Lisa Rinna of... Real Housewives fame? Yes, yes. yes. She's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She started off on Days of Our Lives, and she's done some stuff in between. Oh, Melrose Place, too. Yeah. Yeah. And she is hot for everything on stage with feet. Correct. 
Yeah, she spends most of the movie just like staring at any man and going, "Hey, handsome." Like after after or, Alita's yeah after yeah. Alita's battle with Drake, uh, she's just like, "So you you gonna you gonna tap that? You gonna tap that Drake? Yeah, that Drake yeah. looks pretty hot, right? You you, you got it you got it bad for that Drake. Yeah. I could tell by the way you punched him in the face. Yeah, I mean she's not a writer. Yeah, no, that's no, true. it's not her fault. <laughs> sure, I just but, really like Annie. Annie's trying to make friends. That's true. Yep. Friends with benefits. You know what I'm saying. 1993. Look, you don't control her body. I don't. As long as she's being safe, who cares? All right, you got me back with Ridden. Now what's happening? Well, no, hold on. <laughs> Wait, we lost you? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, first of all, <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about Lisa Rinna from what you know. Uh, she's currently married to Harry Hamlin. Ooh, star of Clash of the Titans. Yes, and he was on Mad Men for a little bit. Uh, she's got like a QVC line. She's got a whole bunch of stuff that she does. Uh, she was on Days of Our Lives. Patrick Muldoon played her brother, and she was sleeping with him at the same time that he was sleeping with Denise Richards, who was in Starship Troopers with him. Juicy! Yeah, and neither of them knew, but they were all at Denise Richards' most recent wedding. Ooh. Where she married um, someone who used to be married to Nicolette Sheridan, which Harry Hamlin was also married to someone... Who was married, married to, to Nicolette Sheridan. Sheridan. So you can do six degrees of these two people fucked. I am like behind on my housewives too. Like there's so much juicy stuff that I do not have. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, there's a brief scene. Lisa, Lisa Renner's character Annie is a journalist, but she's not there to do journalism. She's just she just there to happens hang out. to be a journalist. Yeah, yeah, she's there with her old friend, archaeologist Lena. A scientist, archaeologist. What sure, is she? Bad Here's things is archaeologist. But she clearly had like chemistry tubes. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that the writers knew what archaeologist <laughs> was, but they definitely wrote it on the like piece of paper that's in her tourist shirt. Gotcha. Are you sure it's just not archaeopteryx like that clothing brand? No. I think you're thinking anthropology. No, I'm thinking of archaeopteryx. No, I, no. I think you're thinking of Arcteryx. Yeah, that's it. But it's it's based off of the prehistoric faux bird Archaeopteryx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Arcteryx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it's got the <laughs> Wait, little hold it's got on, the little hold like on. it's got like the, the little apostrophe lines and shit. It's oh, got the yeah. apostrophe. Oh, yeah, 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 in it, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that means you just pronounce the whole thing. Oh, it's, does it? Yeah, like oh. when you see shouldn't, you shouldn't say it shouldn't. You say should not. Oh, so I should say Arcteryopteryx. Real quick. Archaeopteryx. I think, Archaeopteryx. We're, I think we're burying the lead here. Are you telling me it was a fake bird but a real dinosaur? Or a real dinosaur but a fake bird? Worse, it's a fake both and kind of a shitty jacket. Aww. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's for the price. Yeah. Just get a Canada Goose jacket. Yeah, Spend I mean, the $1,200 wisely. Right. <laughs> then you'll know why you're getting beat up on the street. <laughs> It's for having a good jacket. Nice. But with this beautiful, lush Canada Goose lining, I won't feel it. Until they take it off of you. <laughs> no! Yeah. And continue to kick you so that you don't get up and run. My one fatal flaw, being kicked until it hurts too bad that I can't run. Yeah, Canada Goose jackets are the new starter jackets. Yeah! Yeah, you remember back in the mid-90s, you wore a starter jacket? You were getting jumped. So yeah, I remember true. that being the uh, the fulcrum of so very many special episodes about teenage <laughs> violence. I also want to point out that I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, the starter jacket, most expensive and wanted of all jackets was a jacket that cost like 150 bucks. It was so much money And that was then. so expensive. I had a bull starter jacket that I wasn't allowed to wear yeah, to why school. Would you? No, you can't. You're gonna get it stolen, you dude. Got, or yeah. dirty. Worse, dirty. Oh, uh, it got so dirty. Uh. <laughs> uh, I also had a Florida Seminoles 
uh, faux starter jacket. It was made by Champion, and it had the it was the exact same like look and style of a starter jacket, but half the price. And instead of the starter S on the the, the zipper, it had a big C for Champion. Yeah, I had one of those, except it was made by Proform, and it was reversible. Ooh. Ooh! So when I went to my Raiders home games, I could wear it black. But if I went to my Raiders away games, I could wear it white. And how many of those games did you go to, Patrick? Not a goddamn one. Because <laughs> I grew up in Virginia. Dumbest football game or football team choice ever. Thanks, Bo Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got suckered in by, like, a really great team there in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, he did, and like, three sports. He did all the sports. And he knew all the things. True. Done. That's very true. He That's was very true. he was wisest and greatest among us. Yeah. He was yeah. He we was, shall not see his like bestride this earth again. He was the greatest of the pro stars. Uh, was Kubert part of that? No. No, it was, it was Gretzky, Jordan, and Bo Jackson. Yeah, and then occasionally I think Nolan Ryan or Roger Clemens. Well, I think it was Ryan and you had to throw things real fast. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. You'll you'll like this, D. Bo Jackson was also in another different 80s cartoon where he was teamed up with Kubert and Nark. Yeah. I don't know what those things are. Ooh, bad news though. Bo Jackson definitely lives out in like Buffalo Grove or whatever and probably got poisoned by the Sterogenics lab. Are there any more housewives in this movie? No. no. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, the tourists are being taken to uh, Crystal Vista, the last remaining uh, southwest American city uh, that was just abandoned during the toxic waste uh, wars, I guess. And yeah. now it's just like a shitty colonial Williamsburg kind of thing where you can see how we used to live. You right. can visit our movie plexes and Salvation Armies. Meanwhile, Drake goes to his boss to quit his job. Then he gets fired. Then he gets mad that he got fired so he... Because he wanted to quit, so he quits instead of getting fired. But then he gets fired, so he quits. And now then his big he signs up again. Because yeah. <laughs> his big ace in the hole is that he's mad at his boss because he's like, I got into the robot life so I could peacefully transport people. You're having me use violence. And he's like, well, Drake, you're not a killer. He, to which he replies... Look into my eyes and tell me what you see. <laughs> Giving a face like he is trying to get his skull to pop out through his nose. So he's not a killer, but he's offended his boss doesn't think of him as a killer? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they uh, they load up the Maris 2 and they are on their way to Crystal Vista. With Balls, the pilot. Yeah, Colonel. Balls. Yeah, Captain Billy Balls. Yeah. He's got a comb over in three different directions. Yeah, it's but like still a, a giant bald spot. Yeah. It's like a, it's like uh like a flock of seagulls haircut, but made entirely of comb-overs. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, they are on their way to there. They're also bringing the uh, the Eastern Alliance guys. Yeah, he's with teaching them. the general how to drive the Scorpion because yeah. the general's gonna buy a bunch of wheels. Of the scorpion. Well, it's like pre nine eleven when you were a little kid and you can ride in the cockpit with the real pilots and get your pilot's wings. Yeah, except usually the pilots didn't like let you put your hands on the wheel. Too fast. <laughs> yeah. They're like, kid, I gotta go take a leak. It's all up to you. <laughs> 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 uh, Just, that, reminds, that reminds me of the time we flew to Arizona when I was a kid and uh, I got to go into the cockpit. We did barrel rolls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's not true. It's not at all true. <laughs> that can't even be true. That's true. They did Immelman rolls, which is yeah. different than a barrel so roll. So true. That's how you want to catch them Nazis what get behind you. 
Yeah, we're doing some Star Fox shit. Yeah. Who knows the 80s? <laughs> that's, I mean, you're not wrong. That's a fair point. All, all major life decisions were made entirely out of cocaine. Right. Mm-hmm. He probably got those tickets in cash without having to give his name. Yeah. Yeah. Strangers just walked him up to the terminal. Yeah, right. Wasn't even traveling with a parent. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a cop on the whole airport. <laughs> But I got to go. I got to go to Jack in the Box. Fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> Worth it. Wait, like in the plane? No, in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole time you were on the plane, you got to bum smokes off other passengers. <laughs> yeah, and smoke them on the plane. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I have very vivid memories of listening to the uh, Ghostbusters two book on tape. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. While coloring in my Ghostbusters two coloring book <laughs> and being mad that the crayon box I had. Didn't have the right shade of pink for the pink ooze. Yeah, the oh. slime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very specific pink. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they're on the way to Crystal Vista. <laughs> Meanwhile, Drake and Stumpy the Stumpman uh, are now a... They, I believe... They're the a merc direct, squad? <laughs> the direct quote is, they went to play cowboys and Indians with the grunts. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know what that means either, It means okay. It means Drake hid under a giant rock... Surrounded himself with trash. Then a bunch of centros showed up wearing their Phantom of the Paradise masks. Yep. Uh, then Stumpy came out and went, Woo! And they shot at him. Then Drake shoots them. And then they're like, Well, I guess end we, of scene. we got this Texas Instruments uh, calculator out of this fight. Yeah. Let's, let's take it to the nerds back in HQ so that they can get a bionic boner. Yeah, these are he's all lines. a real line of dialogue, line. and he brings that piece of thing back, and he's like, "This is proof that the Eastern Alliance is funding the Centros," and and his boss Ronnie Cox Peter Graves is like, "You shut your face, Drake! You <laughs> I'm trying to sell Minimax over here." Well, because his boss's argument is like, "Yeah, it's a fucking proxy war, dumbass. We're also." Selling weapons to the Centros. Yeah. Now go to the bar and drink the smallest hurricane you've ever had. Right. And he does. He drinks very dainty hurricanes with two spherical ice spheres. Because it's the future. Future. Right? Future. I want spheres. And that is, I was going to say, that is the one uh, prediction that they got oh, right yeah. on. I can make sphere cubes? Yeah. I can, I've got the little mold yeah, for yeah, fucking. Yeah, he's got sphere molds. Yeah. Sphere cubes. Next time you're over, man, we'll have some whiskey and some spheres. Fuck yeah! Ooh, and we'll watch Sphere! <laughs> That's right. Uh, and this that... just turned into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, with that, you know, that, that action-packed team of Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone. <laughs> when I said I wanted to do movie-themed dinner nights, that is not what I meant. But there's oh. spheres! <laughs> right? What else are you going to do with spheres? Knock a little bit out of them so it looks like the laser dish in the Death Star and watch Star Wars? Yeah, let's do that too. That sounds rad. Oh yeah, if it had like a little dent in it. Ooh, defective right. spears for Star Wars. Let's do it, you guys. I'm into it. So I just want to make sure I'm visualizing everything correctly. Yeah. Okay. So Drake's got a red puffy jacket as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm going to uh, let that uh, ride. Actually, actually, it's no, a... No, no, let it ride. Let it it's ride. A, let no, it ride. No, no, no. It's a blue puffy hoodie. It is actually a blue hoodie. <laughs> and it's Stumpy. Are you guys saying Stuntman? Stumpy, stump. as in a tree stump. Stumpy, the stump man. Yeah. I'm glad you were making 
making fun of an amputee and I was feeling no. really bad. No. no, 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 no. He looks like a tree stump. No, no. no. He's oh. just a schlubby man. Yeah. His oh. given name is, is Stumpy. Stumpy. His Christian man. name is Stumpy. That man was baptized Stumpy, <laughs> son of Stump Man. He had a lot of rings when he came out. A lot of rings. It's all squished together. <laughs> yeah, that Benjamin Button disease. He was born a 90-year-old man. Little babies dressed as accountants is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> but they dress babies like little old men with bow ties and With the suspenders, it yeah. is pretty good. Sorry. I like seeing babies dressed as old-timey newsboys. I like babies what look like Same. Danny DeVito. No. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. The fatter the baby, the better, though. We're all agreed, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Again, rings. He was a fat baby. All the rings. Yeah. <laughs> a, baby, a good, a healthy baby should look like a little bebendum, the, the, the little Michelin man. And he should go worldwide and start granting arbitrary stars to restaurants. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Okay, That's so how it works, right? Bebendum, the tire man, shows up here. Yeah, and then he yeah. pounds all your cheese fries and then he decides whether you get a star. Here's the thing that... Puzzles... Ooh, Olivia must have great cheese fries. Right? <laughs> what puzzled me for the longest time about Michelin stars was that it's not out of three. They just compound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's not like a star rating. Like, you don't get three out of five Michelin stars. You sure. accumulate them. You just accumulate them, them yeah. like right. a general gets medals. Yes, right. but three is the most you can have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, no. that, is that what the baby said? That's what Bebendum says. <laughs> it's true That's right. He came in, he's like, Bonjour, I'm a French town monster. <laughs> they I like your cheese fries. fries. <laughs> Two styles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Deux étoiles. <laughs> right. The word for a star in French is étoile, and I like it because it it's looks like, like toilet. toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> toilet wars. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, toilet trek. Oh, um, yep. Mm, I don't like where this is going, so let's no. get back to the movie. Je need des étoiles. <laughs> Battle of the Network Toilets. <laughs> I don't like this. Gross. Uh, <laughs> Dancing with the Toilets. You America's like, got toilets. You don't like, you don't like our, my Babendum impression? I don't. Bonjour! I am French Italian man! Bibendum! I'm fine with that. I just oh, don't okay. want to think about toilets. What if I did it like this? Bonjour! Je suis Bibendum! Le Français Italian man! I'm from Toronto, I don't care. <laughs> what if I said, oh hey there, eh? I'm Bibendum, the uh, the Canadian tire man. You eh? get right the fuck out of here, oh. you Canadian asshole! That's right. You come back when you get Quebec out of your fucking country. Then we'll talk. All right. It's like half my family there, John. It's like half my family. And they're in the wrong part of shitty France. Yeah, why didn't they move, D? (laughs) So they have some weird technology that they stole? Sort of, we think. (laughs) Your family in Quebec? Is that why they stay? Is the weird technology like one of those old big satellites? No, that's why they had to leave Portugal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Their um, wheelman just didn't stop driving. Right. And they found themselves in Canada. And they were like, well, when life gives you lemons, I guess you live in Canada. So uh, the tourists get dropped off at Crystal Vista. Uh, but this is secretly uh, what Lita and Annie are going to go find 
some kind of weapons base, I yeah, guess? Yeah, they think there's weapons stored under the school. Yeah, because Alina has a picture, picture of, like, of a them. butthole. Yeah, yeah, because she's got some weird picture that nobody could possibly recognize. And she's like, what do you think this is? And Annie's like, ooh, that's my Crontron's ponder. And I had a, a real hard time following this exposition scene because it was delivered entirely wrapped in a towel. Yeah, yeah. good exposition scene. <laughs> I was down. So, <laughs> this movie almost got an extra star. Oh my god, it was so close, but that shower was too steamy. Well, because, uh, so Alina's taking the shower, and then, what is her name, Lisa? Annie. Annie is, Played do- by Lisa. is Played doing by that Lisa. thing that, D, that I'm, thing sure, you do? I'm sure you can relate to, that all women do, where if one woman's taking a shower, another woman who is her friend hangs out directly outside the shower so they can continue their conversation. I can actually see women doing that. Like, you're not looking. You're not watching her shower. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. You're just in the room talking. We do that stuff in the bathroom all the time. That's actually pretty on point. Okay. All right. Cool. Score one for Robot Wars. (laughs) (laughs) So far, they've got uh, ice spheres and ladies talking in showers. I like it. Yeah. Uh, So, uh... Barbara Crampton and Lisa Rinna run into uh, what a sign says City Hall... But I'm pretty sure it was a high school. Yeah, the sign says City Hall, but they and Stumpy and the entire rest of the movie will refer to it as the high school. Yeah, because City Hall has a gymnasium and auditorium and I think several basketball <laughs> trophies. Several basketball, <laughs> correct. <laughs> it's like they uh, they tried to set dress it to look like City Hall, realized halfway through filming that they weren't fooling anyone. So they just add a line later of like, oh yeah, the high school where they built the first robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Where Stumpy's grandpa built the first robot? Stumpy's grandpa bought, built his first robot. Ah. So it comes out in the in the hurricane drinking scene that Stumpy tells Drake, like, my grandpa built the 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 mega mega robot that's even bigger than the Scorpion, but the government shut it down, so he buried it? So right? him and the other scientists hit it. They hit it from the salvagers. I mean, yeah. if a mega is the size of a minivan, it's not that hard. Oh, no, no, no. no, only, no. The, only the part that transports passengers is the size of a, of a minivan. Now, the put that scorp- minivan on the back of a scorpion, and that's the size of the actual... It's, a, it's, it's, it's two minivans long. No, it's no, probably no, like no, the no. size of like a, like a, a large battleship. Uh, I'm thinking like four tanks. It's just poor space planning. I'd be so oh, upset with the design in this movie. Especially I would because be so upset with anything that you built that was a weapon that moved that slowly. Well, and it's not built as a weapon. It was built as a bus. <laughs> All right. So, but Stumpy's grandfather built a bigger one that the government tried to shut down or did shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Did shut correct. down and they they hid it somewhere. That's all we know. Exactly. And Stumpy has this information because as a little kid, his dad told him the stories that he heard from his grandfather. Yeah. This is Stumpy so. This is all Lord. like bad telephone coming down through the yeah. generations. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's. There's Stumpman Senior, Stumpman Junior, and then Stumpy the Stumpman. And then Stumpy the Stumpman, yeah. yeah. Uh, so His kid will be the Stumpster. Yes. Uh, and then the Stumperino. Uh, well, if there's a lady, it's got to be Stumperella. Mm. Yeah. Get the or daughter. Stumpette. bother anybody that so like when the chipmunks you had Alvin Simon Theodore and then you had like the chipettes correct like, they're also chipmunks right 
Yeah, but yes. they're Tibets, though. Thank you for being an ally. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. They could have just been another band of chipmunks. Nah. They were. They were another band of chipmunks. Right, but what I'm saying is they didn't need to be called the Chipettes. They could have just also been chipmunks. That yep. asshole Dave probably trademarked the name. No, they weren't run by Dave. They were run by a lady in a different house. Oh. They were like competing music groups that tried to rule the SoCal cover band scene. No, I'm saying Dave, Dave trademarked probably got chipmunk, it, yeah. So they couldn't be the chipmunks. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah that right. makes sense. Because Dave was a songwriter and his whole thing was uh, writing two actual songs and then just having Alvin and the Chipmunks sing Huey Lewis shit for the rest of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, I mean, Huey Lewis wrote really good songs for chipmunks. I mean, that's true. Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> Uh, in Crystal Vista, Annie and L- L- Barbara Crampton Lena, go Lena. into a they go into a pit, uh, and then uh, the Centros show up, and then they start shooting people. No, 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 no. no. She starts shooting them. They Ooh. never return fire. Right. No, They're that's all right. Like, hey, lady, and she's all like, "Take one in the chest, assholes!" <laughs> and then she runs away. They're like, "We're just in this boiler room to read the meters." Yeah, she blows a couple of them away. They chase after She them. has the highest, not to tip our hands in body count, but she's oh, yeah. got the highest body count in this whole movie. I would argue the only body? Oh, no, no not the no, only, no, but yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, All right, no, so anyways, no, 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 she she racks up a couple guys and then runs away. They they kidnap. Yeah, they oh, don't no. kidnap her yet. She's just on the run and yeah, she separates. She runs away and then they take over the, uh, the, the, the lobby. That's right, and we find out that, because this whole time there's the subplot of the... Of the, the, the Asian, Asian general, general guy. learning how to pilot, like giving a tour of like, here's how you pilot this giant scorpion. He's like, oh, really interesting. There's a training video as a subplot. Sort yeah. of, yeah. not a tr- sort of. They're basically like they're letting this this new ally of theirs try out to drive their big giant war robot. Uh, and he's like, oh, this is so much fun. And then Captain and then Balls everyone... is just like, yeah, you're doing real good. You picked up on this real quick. And then back at headquarters, they're like, Asian stereotype, can't drive, wham. Yeah, thanks, the 90s. <laughs> All right, so archaeologist who's packing and killed a bunch of people is somehow kidnapped? No, she's on no, the loose no. right now. So yeah, she's, she's on, on the, the loose. loose. And then what happens is the Centros, and it turns out the East Alliance are in cahoots and they take over the giant scorpion robot because they have camera lenses what also are lasers yeah correct. and they take everyone hostage and now they're gonna go to a pyramid shoot open its wall and take something i don't yeah. know what so that while they're doing that they're like uh their contingency plan is they take the tour group that's in this fucking shitty colonial williamsburg as hostages, and so they put them in the like transport section, yeah, and they seal it. Uh, it takes a full 24 hours for the scorpion robot to walk to the pyramid. This doesn't seem like an efficient form of transportation, it's, it really is. it's not a, an efficient movie. No, <laughs> for a movie that's 71 minutes long, this one it could have been a breezy 18, yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyways, now Drake has to get sobered up with a goo punch drink. It's by... basically just wheatgrass. Yeah, and then him and Stumpy have to walk to Crystal Vista to see if the robot, his grandpa and father, hid in a basement is still, still there, there and functional. Right. Uh, meanwhile, at this point, uh, Alita gets captured yeah. and kidnapped yeah. by the combined happy. might of the Eastern Alliance and the Centros. 
Yes. She However, still takes a couple of goons down, though. As the they're walking her out of the building they capture her in, we run into Magically Stumpy and Drake, who immediately kill all of the bad guys. Now, they have a great plan. What they're going to do is uh, stand directly in front of the bad guys and shoot them. End of plan. Yeah, but Stumpy does stand up in 2041 in Southern California with a laser gun staring at Centros and does shout, Remember, Remember the, the Alamo. Alamo. <laughs> Which does give you like a five minute buff. That's true. Yeah, you are completely unkillable for like five minutes if you shout Remember the Alamo. But you can only use it once every 24 hours. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's your, uh, like your Khajiit skill. Right, You right. gotta wait for it to recharge. And you do have to be in possession of Jim Bowie's actual knife. <laughs> Correct. But yes. Stumpy is. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. And Daniel Boone's hat. Now, I cannot <laughs> stress enough just how much the bad guys do not shoot their guns Ever. They literally just kind of stand around. Uh, I think it's because they can't see through their Phantom of the Paradise masks. Yeah, but it takes masks. No, I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, these guys must be like super quick draws. Like, they get the drop on them and shoot all. No, it's just. And all the lasers are like. They're like Mace Windu purple color. Yeah. Wait, they're lasers? Yeah, laser guns. So they're not even conserving bullets? No. 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 Laser guns. I want to vote on this if this is an action movie at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert, probably not. Yeah. Hey, we'll get there. Yeah. So anyways, uh, long story short, they managed to break into the robot. No, no it should be noted that uh, the, the Stumpy and Drake kill the bad guys and they run to Lena. And at this point, these two people, none of these people have talked to each other since she punched him in the, well, no, since the Kendo fight. Oh, and yeah. Lena, she, when she was running from the Centros, uh, gently brushed her shoulder against a door frame. So it's bleeding profusely. profusely. Yeah, like, and it's all over brush. her face too. But, right. but two people have not seen each other since the Kendo fight and, uh, and, and Drake runs to her and they have a little hug and she goes, come on, I know where the Mega Mech is. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. As if she already knows the plan. Yep. They go into the basement of a building, which turns out that is the butt of the robot. They climb inside. Yep. Uh, it takes them a hot minute, uh, but eventually they hotwire this. Well, if they don't even hotwire, it's a, to, to reactivate this uh, like generations-old giant robot, they just have to press every button three times. True oh, fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it comes up, and then Stumpy has to climb down a ladder... And pull on the override. Where he is a sitting duck, mind you. For what, we will never know. Well, because the scorpion robot finds out that they're in a robot underground and turns around and is coming back to shoot them. Sure. Wait, the robot's sentient? No, the no. robot's... Can, the, the general, the Chinese general, <laughs> well, the Asian general is Stop. running yeah. the scorpion. We keep saying scorpion robot as like a synecdoche for the pilot and the robot together as one hive mind. I just yeah. thought this turned into a much better movie. No, nah. it's... Go, go. <laughs> okay. you, did you miss the part why I said it was a Full Moon Productions? I don't know what that means. Nah, Neither did I. So, you know Platinum Dunes, what makes all those Nightmare on Elm Street remakes? This is the budget version of that. Yeah, that's fair. It's, uh, you know the, pe- like the people who make like the Sharknado films? Yeah. It is the precursor to that. It's sort of in the middle between like canon, the canon film group, and the people who make those mockbusters. It fits somewhere right in there. Yeah. Like, it's not quite as good as Bloodsport, but it's not quite as bad as Sharknado 4. I mean, at least a grip is getting some work. 
Oh well, yeah, true. they had a best boy and a gaffer and two, two stuntmen, two whole stuntmen. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, a lot of people got very small paychecks for this. That's right. They probably had an okay craft services. Right. And Benny's while they're on the shoot. That's true. And Benny's. Uh-huh. I'd be surprised if this was a union shoot, guys. You'd be right. <laughs> However, they got to blow those paychecks at In-N-Out Burger, and that's pretty rad. Oh, no, this Correct. is the early 90s. It probably would have been Bob's Big Boy. Oh, yeah, Bob's Big Boy. Yep. Yep, yep. So anyways, they crawled in the butt. They turn it on. on. It brusts. Uh, Stumpy has to very slowly throw a circuit breaker. He's weak. That's why he just can't pull it. Okay. Because he's I think a he's weak, got a bad angle. He's a sure. weak, yeah. weak man. Don't you say that about my Stumpy. Yeah. He's, he's the, the only hero. Man. He's the only hero. He's a this weak man. man. I don't want no weak, weak man. Just like I don't want no short, short man. Oh, he's uh, you guys both. remember that song? I do. Guys, yeah, you do. Bad yeah. news. Stumpy is both. No! I don't want no eeny weeny, itty bitty, weeny, short, short man. No, don't it's longer. I don't want no eeny meeny teeny weeny itsy bitsy short short man don't want don't want don't want don't want don't want don't want that's right I have no idea what this is it was a great fucking house song you shut your fucking mouth like the TV wow. show House MD yeah the whole song was sung by <laughs> by uh, Hugh Laurie in character I thought he only did blues piano now yeah. <laughs> now that he's been banned from all synthesizers <laughs> Uh, that was what he was doing, like when he on off sessions of uh, the that the Fry and Lori, a bit of Fry and Lori, which really holds up very well. Oh my well. god, no, very good. a bit of Fry and Lori is fan fucking fantastic. It's a know, good precursor to uh, Mitch and Webb. That Michelin sure. Webb look, yep. yeah. Just so you know, I'm still picturing Stumpy as an actual tree stump. That's oh, you that's should. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He basically looks like not like one of the Ents from Lord of the Rings, more like <laughs> one of the angry apple throwing trees from, from Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Those are my apples. <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen. We're gonna have to watch. Elliot Wizard Ness of Oz. and his apple tree untouchables. <laughs> Never watched that. You ain't getting me out of this town, copper. I put down roots. <laughs> Meanwhile, Whoa. Dorothy and the Tin Man speed their way <laughs> to the wizard's hideout. Uh, Remember, they put one of yours in the cider mill. You put two of theirs in the fucking furnace. <laughs> That's the Oz way. <laughs> Guys, I need to see a rated R Brian De Palma Oz movie. Right. Guys, I I think we just wrote our first spec script for Robot Chicken. <laughs> Nice. Still on? No. I don't know. I mean, American Dad is still on. I can only imagine that whenever Breckenmeyer gets a free weekend, they crank out ten more robot chickens. <laughs> <laughs> He's still waiting on that road trip sequel. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, so now it's time for the 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 big giant robot bursts its way out of the <laughs> bursts its way out of the tar like that really difficult shit you took that time. Uh, I would I would say calling it tar or street is a it would be overstating it because it's very clearly like cracker and crumbs. Yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah it's but definitely it, graham cracker street. Bursts through the giant scarecrow street. The scarecrow? I, I meant to say scare quotes, but alcohol is in, uh, in drunken to me, ensorcelled me. Ensorcelled. <laughs> I have it's no the worst thing. I have do. no control over my dice rolls now. John over here is spifflicated on giggle juice. Oh no! <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, we find out all of the roads in 1993 were built entirely out of packing peanuts. True facts. Oh. Yeah, they're, I think they're made by uh, Alec Baldwin from, from Beetlejuice. It's like the same kind of model. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 Nice fucking model. Honk. So the robot takes like 20 minutes to sit up from like a crunch position. Yeah. Yeah. Then it walks. Oh, the robot is just a man. It's yeah. just okay, a bipedal human. Yeah. You saw yes. my face. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a robot man. Yeah, robot but it's, man. it's got like kind of a Brock Samson Johnny Bravo build where it's much wider on the top than sure. it is on the bottom. Yeah. Like how detailed is the man? Not, not very. Not very. Not, like it doesn't look like a person. It looks like just a bunch of like like steel and wires put together to yeah. form like the outline of a human. It, it looks a like what a real giant robot would actually look like as opposed to like a sleek Jaeger from Pacific Rim yeah. or like a like a Voltron type thing. It looks like it's like been sitting like a rusting like it's like truck parts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. think think if Johnny 5 were just a giant bipedal mech. Yeah. It's got that kind of a look to it. But like without any of the imagination of the people what built Johnny 5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't do cool disco dancing to BG songs. Oh, and it definitely doesn't get citizenship. It doesn't do. <laughs> no, that's not true. It, it does. It gently ambles toward the scorpion. Yeah, the scorpion. What happens next? The scorpion. The scorpion then... disengages from its burrowing a hole through a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Which it has been doing for another twelve hours. Yes. We don't know. Don't There's know. something in it. There's know. something in it that the East Alliance wants. But we're still in California. Could it be where yes. all the uh, could it be that like fucking weird control tower? Yeah, maybe or that's where the mini mechs are being held. Yeah, maybe that is like their oh, base yeah. or something. We probably missed something while we were angry at the movie. That might no, have been it, the case. it couldn't have been the like home base where the boss is because that thing is just a giant crane. That's true. That is just yeah. a big crane. So anyways, this is the final climactic robot war that Ooh, we've been uh, waiting for. Oh, man. It consists almost entirely of Jake sitting down in a seat, gyrating violently yeah. while he pushes buttons as hard as he fucking can. And flips one very important switch. Emergency... <laughs> Increase. That's right. Whenever he needs a little bit of extra power, he hits the emergency increase toggle. Uh. Now, does it increase in case of an emergency, or does it increase the amount of emergency? Everything. We'll never know. All yeah. of things. All we know is we it go bofums. straight to DEFCON boner. Uh, and so, so the, the scorpion uh, shoots it a bunch with its laser. And then it falls down. But that... It doesn't fall down until like the third or fourth hit, yeah, and that's because yeah. the scorpion finally unfolds its angry arms and gives it a shove. Yes. Yeah. Then it falls over because uh, it has a very uh, poor center of gravity. It slowly gets back up. It gently taps the scorpion on the head. The scorpion again shoves the robot down, but this time, big robot has plan. Well. Step one of it is to get the hostages out of harm's way by, like, ripping the minivan off the top of the scorpion's back. And just setting it down And nicely. setting it down right in front of its feet, thus ensuring that they will be stepped on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then it gets knocked over, and sec- second part of the plan is allow scorpion to crawl on top. Correct. And then, then third part of plan chest is shoot it with two oh, chest lasers. Because, see, but at he this hits- point, he had been using only one chest laser. But this is what makes Drake a very special, wily kind of pirate. He gets the bright idea to use two chest lasers this time. 
And damned if it doesn't work, yeah. I think. He shoots the scorpion shoves the scorpion And off. then he rolls it onto its back. Yep. And as we all know, if a scorpion's <laughs> on its back, it can't roll back yep. over. Yep. It's yep. good. That, uh, so Stumpy comes into the cockpit and he's like, we did it. And Drake says, fuck off, I'm trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah, him and the girl kiss, or they're about to kiss. Then Stumpy comes in and he goes, hey Stumpy. And he takes him to the side and goes, get lost. <laughs> I'm going to be in here for the next 40 to 50 years. And then Stump goes, and disappears. He does not close the door behind him. They then begin making out credits. Ah, No, no, no. You're missing uh, probably the biggest revelation of character development where she says, hey, hey, buddy, whoa, I'm not that kind of girl. I don't even know your first name. He says, it's Mary. She says, I had to ask. It's Marion. Yeah, it's Marion. Like like John Wayne's real name. Yeah. And just like John Wayne, this guy probably dodged a giraffe or two as well. Correct. Likely story. Uh, so then they make out, then the credits then happen. Credits. With absolutely no resolution to the story whatsoever. For all we know, the scorpion is still perfectly fine. So I think I may have misunderstood. Now you didn't. <laughs> so the name of the is the name of the movie Robot Comma War? No. no, it's just Robot Wars. You think Full Moon is gonna spend the ink it takes to print some punctuation into their title? Nah. I mean that just sounds like a robot fight. Ooh, it's it was a that. robot tussle. Yeah. Uh guys, it was a graveyard smash. Nah. No, no, no. It yeah. was a it was a ballroom blitz. That's what the boy in the corner yelled. All right, I was wondering. Yeah, I didn't have subtitles on, so I couldn't get it. Yeah, I know, I got you. So that's going to do it for Robot Wars. Uh, We'll be right back with Bullet Points. Bullet Points! And we're back with Bullet Points. Our first bullet point... D, what do you think this movie was about? No! <laughs> Robot comma war! Good enough. I just, I want you to work with, like, a forensic sketch artist to, <laughs> to see what the movie is as it exists in your head right now. God, what a great idea for, like, like a forensic screenwriter. Someone goes to see a movie, comes back, tells the person what they watched, and that person has to write the movie from that person's memory, and then you make that other movie. Oh, that'd be great. Right? Wait, what was the question again? What do you think this movie was about? I think somebody not saying no to a man enough? (laughs) Fair. Weirdly, you're not wrong. Uh, So our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. <laughs> D, since you're joining us, what do you think the body count of this movie you did not watch is? 43. Ooh. <laughs> Bold. Bold. I love it. I don't even know if there was that many in the I don't think there was that many <laughs> actors in the movie. No, no, I don't think there were. There might not have been that many combined crew and actors. <laughs> I'm not even sure there were that many dollars spent. Uh, John, what do you think the body count of Robot Wars is? Eight. Oh, Patrick, what do you think the body count of Robot Wars is? I was going to guess eight. Uh, I, I'm going to go nine. Great. Guess what? Nobody wins. It, it won't surprise you to learn that this information is not readily available, and I forgot to count during the movies. Which you easily could have. Yeah. It's definitely in single digits. Definitely. Uh, so let's get take us to our next 
bullet point. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, it's probably not because it's it's uh he kills five at the junkyard and then he he kills like four when they rescue her and she kills like three. So that's right. Like, oh that's oh like and, and and uh and the guy that dies no, the you end. went over. We played prices right Price rules. Right so if rules. you go over, you lose. Yeah. Sorry. But we're also forgetting the like five people that get or the like three people that get killed to take over the scorpion robot. Right. And then the guy that gets thrown out of the emergency exit. I'll be damned. This movie kills like sixteen people. Yeah. It kills not. literally two thirds of its cast. Easy. Easy peasy. Uh, to be fair, I think most of the goons that got killed are just the same goon over oh, yeah, and over recycler again. goons. Well, they only got credited as two different people. True facts. So, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. So that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill! D, what do you think the best kill in this movie <laughs> you did not watch was? My Evening? There you go. Nice. John, what do you think the best kill of Robot Wars was? Uh, when they're taking over the robot and the one guy from the Eastern Alliance has a gun that looks like a camera. Oh, oh yeah, nice. that's a good one. Camera gun guy. Patrick, what do you think the best kill in Robot Wars is? I'm going to go with guy that gets dumped out of the emergency exit. Mark, what do you think the best kill in Robot Wars is? I'm going to give it to the first Centro that got uh, shot by the scientist lady, oh, by yeah. Barbara Crampton. Ooh, the guy yeah. who's like, hey, there's some lady here. And then he oh, just takes freeze! one right in the fucking chest. It's great. It's good. Uh, so that's going to take us to our third bullet point. <laughs> War crimes. <laughs> War crimes. D, what do you think? The, uh, <laughs> tell me about some war crimes in Robot Wars. Again, a movie you did not watch. Um, I don't know how people of other ethnicities are treated by the sounds of it. No, there aren't any people of other... Well, no, there are. No, there's the, there's the Asian, yeah. uh, the East the Asian, Asian Alliance. Alliance. There's yeah. the East Asian Alliance, a bunch of white people, and one black guy who looks like Ray Parker Jr. Two black guys, because there's Colonel Black Guy, oh. and then there's I Don't Have Any Lines Black Guy. Yeah, who's the one that looks like Ray Parker yeah, Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, war crimes? Uh... Oh, I'm going to say uh, two powerful nations uh, supplying the same side of a proxy war. I don't understand how this proxy war is supposed to be panning I out. I don't think I you're do supposed either, to. Yeah. Because it feels like the Centros are just kind of fighting whoever happens to be around, but they're be- they're being armed by opposing everybody. sides of like a Cold War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly forgot who everybody is already. It's for yeah, the best. Fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Patrick? War crimes? I'm probably saying that you're going to get rid of your giant Mac and instead burying it under a high school. To be fair, the scientists lied. (laughs) (laughs) As we all know, scientists can't do war crimes. True. Scientists are immune. That's in the Geneva Convention. Right. Yeah, that's how we protected all those guys in Operation Paperclip. That's That's how we got to the fucking moon, Mark! (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Mark, oh... War crimes in Robot Wars. Pass. Next. (laughs) Final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Do you you think Robot Wars, a movie, again, for the last time, you have not watched, is an action movie? I don't think so, but the one in my head of Drake from Hotline Bling video and a little tree stump running around shooting shit really is. That sounds like a great movie, and I need you to forensically screenwrite it (laughs) right now. That would be helpful. It seems like it would be a good Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. Yeah, like a stumpy Groot. And, yeah. wheel, and wheelchair Jimmy from Degrassi <laughs> oh, hell yeah. cruising through space. 
I'm into it. Well, here's what you do. Now that they're both owned by Disney, you get Deadpool into that, and he's like, I got the actor from Degrassi. Get it? It's a meta joke. And there you go. There's your setup. Nice. I dig. I like John, it. is this an action movie? This is a TV show. <laughs> yeah. So it can't possibly be an action movie. <laughs> this is a TV show specifically that occupies that space between the end of Quantum Leap and, like, the first episode of X-Files. Yeah. Where it was yeah. that, like, weird, like, uh, like, Sequest kind of era of sci-fi yes. TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Brandis. And, and Next Generation in that era, yeah. Well, Next Generation was, like, top shelf, though. Yeah, I'm Next talking about the... Well, this good. is, like, bargain basement that. Exactly. Yeah. Sequest. Yeah. Yeah, Sequest spent a lot of money because they had to pay for fucking Roy Scheider. Man. And Jonathan Brandis, star of Sidekicks. Sure. Ooh. And a dolphin and the superior Raimi. Ted Raimi. Nice. Yeah, but then season two where it became like a weird alien abduction TV show. Yeah, and then didn't they replace Roy Scheider with Michael Ironside? Yes, that I was did. That was in the third season where there's like a Battlestar Galactica time jump. Oh, right. Where it's like five years in the future it from that. It becomes Sequest 2032, I think. Yeah. That's right. right. Sequest 2032, that's right. Pretty good video game for uh, Genesis and SNES oh, as well. Good to know. I think I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was like an open world kind of thing. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Patrick, is Robot Wars an action movie? Oh, not even kind of. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with John. This is kind of like a TV show, but I think it's like... It's definitely like earlier than some of the things we're talking about because the production qualities are so shitty. Yeah, for a movie made in 1993, the year Jurassic Park came yeah, up. Yeah, like this is rough. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost sub Roger Corman. Uh, I'm sorry, the year the year Jurassic Park came out. Don't you mean the year Super Mario Brothers the movie came out? You're right. I am Ooh. so sorry. You yeah, one of those movies voice. changed the very fabric of cinema itself. And the other was Jurassic fucking Park. Yeah. You're right. True. No, you're right. Only one of them had a cover of Walk the Dinosaur by George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. You're absolutely right. And the other one, they just had to keep making versions of until they hoped to get it right one day. Exactly. That's <laughs> why Mario Brothers did. fucking perfect. One right and can. done. Yeah. They knew they could never improve upon perfection, so why even put yourself through Listeners, that? Listeners, do not go back and listen to what either John or I said about the movie Super Mario Brothers when we watched it. <laughs> Instead, go back and listen to the movie Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, good stuff. Just yeah. the movie. Turn the turn the image off. Put on it. headphones and just listen to it. Because oh, there's golden. a lot of sound design that you're missing when you're when you're so saturated by those rich images. That's right. I uh, you know you get kind of like. Uh, like stimulation overload. So yeah, either only see it or only listen to it. Don't try to combine. Don't try to be a hero and do <laughs> yeah. both. We did that for you, right? We're professionals, and we barely got by. Oh mercy, too much. And here's the thing: regular movies look like shit now. Oh, I can't even watch them. Star what? Get the fuck out of uh. here, Yoda! You dick. Yeah, I saw Endgame the other day, and it was like watching a, like like the old the old stick figure theater thing from Liquid Television back exactly. in the day. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Just like, where's my Johnny Legs? <laughs> I desperately where? need Johnny Legs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Where oh where is my Toad, who's played by a punk rock guitarist who gets turned into a dinosaur with a very small head, who gets a harmonica, who teaches all the other Goombas how to dance. Oh, he gets good so stuff. happy. He, he gets so cute. 
I still stand by that that is the cutest fucking creature design Mm -hmm. ever. I want it on my desk. It is so cute. It's really good. It's so good. Uh, Mark, is Robot Wars an action movie? No, it's... uh, I feel real bad. We were trying to do a short movie so we can get in and get out. And I found the shortest movie I could. Yeah. Robot Wars. All 71 minutes of it. We've already like done... 50. Like 50 and a half. Cause right. Because the other 15 was credits. Yeah, you got a right, solid right. credits. Uh, but we've already gone on for 75 minutes at this point. Nice. Uh, eclipsing the film once again. We beat it. Yeah. We defeated <laughs> Robot Wars. So let's do final reviews of Robot Wars. D. Again, I like my version, not so much this one. John. Uh, I would recommend instead of seeing this, go online and look at the webcomic that they did with the writers of the Super Mario screenplay, where it's their hypothetical sequel. It's got Shy Guys in it. Patrick. Shy Guys. Yeah. Yeah, It's awesome. Right? This movie wasn't. No. Yeah. Uh, Mark. (laughs) Uh, I give it one busted scorpion leg out of eight busted scorpion legs. It'll real bad. So that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. We're sorry. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And joining us, my wife. (laughs) 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 Like, like, uh, like, uh, like Michael Scott. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. Exactly. I love the office. Not for much longer. (laughs) My wife, D. Amaral's here. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining us, uh, (laughs) for being coerced into doing this. The artist formerly known as your wife. And if you want to watch this movie (laughs) so you can know (laughs) what we felt, you can download the Tubi app. Fuck yeah, That's Tubi. T-U-B-I. I was under the impression that this movie was going to be supported by ads. It was not. Oh no, uh, advertisers specifically asked not to be associated with this movie. Yeah. It's like when Cards Against Humanity sponsors a podcast. They always go, this is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. And then they move on. Yep. So maybe it's sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. It sounds like something those assholes would do. That's true. Yeah. Like dig a big hole, buy an island, add support, but not add support. And like their their like billion dollar idea is like, what if apples to apples had fuck words in it? Billion dollar idea though. They disrupted apples to apples. (laughs) Yeah. And here's the thing. Like I'm not a huge fan of the game, but I can't, I can't fault them. For doing what they did. Sure. Yeah. You can never fault anybody who has a huge pile of cash. That's true. Legally, you can't. Yeah, no. They had a great theater going, though. Oh, do they? Yeah, they know, yeah. They had a theater, then it was shut down by the cops because they didn't have a license. But then they got a license, and now it's back up. Wait a minute. You need a license for <laughs> theater? Uh, I think you need a license to sell tickets and like have like a performance space and ah, stuff like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they still in New York? No, they're in they're Chicago. Here. They've Chicago. only ever been in yeah. Chicago. Wait, was it The Onion that moved? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million yeah. Years. yeah, a while ago. A while they were from yeah. Milwaukee to Chicago to New York. To, okay. But the AV Club offices are still here. Correct. And I think a lot of Gawker offices are still in Chicago. Yeah. I know they split between Chicago and New York. Yeah. And is all of that shit owned by Vox? Is that who owns it? The AV, The Onion, Clickhole, Takeout? It's all run by yeah. Gawker. It's all run by Gawker Media and Univision. Yeah, uh, if you yeah, follow Univision. the money high enough, Univision. It's Univision. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you follow that money, it's, it's NBC. Probably like, it's probably like High and Saban. No, NBC owns Telemundo. I think, right? I think High and Saban owns Univision. Univision. 
Nice. I think so, actually. I don't know. Anyways, this is done. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Castle Freak Bromley, John Trancers 2 Rooney Taylor, and Mark Puppet Master Rosenthal. Thanks to our special guest, D Chopping Mall Amaral. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, and if you have any questions for us or just want to reach out and say hello, you can email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.